How did you learn to do it? Did you learn to do it by reading a book or by someone telling you about it? Or how did you learn how to do it? Playing. Really? You did it by playing. And you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't read a book about baseball so you'd learn how to swing and how you connect with the ball? Nobody did. Nobody. You can't. Someone taught? That's better than, that's better than reading a book. Someone t teaches you, but still you can't, you can't play baseball by someone talking to you. Sooner or later, you have to play it. How do you learn how to pray? I used to pray by myself as a young adult who loved Jesus. It never occurred to me that I could pray with people. It never occurred to me that I could pray at a gas station. I do it a lot now. When I'm pumping gas, I just walk over to somebody. Hey, I'm I know I'm a little strange. I know this is weird, but I pray when I pump gas. And so I might as well be praying for you. What do you want me to pray for? So what my goal is tonight, is that when you leave, that it will begin to occur to you that the thing that I think some of you at least, does anybody here like to pray? I mean, do you find it in, in, uh, somewhat engaging? Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it is, right? Sometimes you all like to pray. Well, then my hope is that something will click in before it clicked in for me. When did you start praying for other people, Dave? Boy, a long time ago. Did you? Good. Okay. Good for you. So, uh, I, want, I want to hear Bible verses related to praying. Different ones, one at a time. Bible verses. Pray at all times. Pray at all times. Okay. At, pray at all ceasing. I'll give you one. Do you have one, Dave? You thinking one? Yeah. Okay. The Lord's Prayer. That's the scripture. Sure. Okay. Here's one. Call upon me, and I will answer you. And great. That's a pretty good word about prayer. Can you say the whole thing for those who didn't hear? Call upon me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not. So that's urging us to come to him, and he's ready to answer that. So prayer, I'm looking at it not just as a tool, but as a weapon. It's a weapon. We're warriors. We're not on a picnic. We're in war. And it's serious. Lives are at stake. Eternal, eternal lives are at stake. And so I want to start by praying. I want you to get some practice right from the start. So two or three weeks ago, we prayed for people who were having a tough time sleeping. Did, were you one of them? Anybody was one of them? Raise your hand if we prayed for you as, as a part of that. Okay, some of you are here. Now, what I want to know is, did, it, did the prayers help? And it's okay if, it, if they didn't. You know, sometimes prayer works. I prayed for Naomi. We're still praying for her healing. So far, it hasn't happened. I'm not embarrassed to say that because I can't heal her. And we're looking to God to heal. So 
So we're not embarrassed. We're just saying that. Did it help you, Steve? Are you sleeping better? Still having a hard time. Kansas? Better. Okay, that's an improvement. Okay, raise your hand if you have trouble sleeping at night. Having trouble either going to bed or have trouble sleeping or, or it's a struggle for you. Raise your hand high. Okay, so I want to pray for you. Let's pray right now. Let's pray for Steve again. Put your hand. If you're close to somebody, put your hand up until somebody's touching you. Okay, now I'm going to pray, and then if you're close to somebody, I want you to pray for them, and as, as they do, you on the receiving end, I want you to listen to their prayer, and I want you to tell me afterwards what in that prayer helped you, what encouraged you, what, what uh, okay, picture. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to invite uh, anyone who wants to is laying hands on people. Father, sleep is a wonderful thing. It's also a necessary thing. People who can't sleep can go crazy. People need their ability to sleep. God, and so we want our sister, our brother, we want them to be able to sleep better. We want them to go to sleep and, and with the cares and the worries to be peeled away from them so that they can sleep and that their heart can rest, their body can rest. And so we pray that you would hear the prayers of your dear people now as we pray before you. Go ahead and pray so that just loud enough so that they can hear and then you be on the receiving end of these prayers. Go ahead and pray. Another 30 seconds. Okay, sometimes we'll take longer time to pray. And I'm not giving you too much time to pray now, but uh, we're going to talk about it. So what we're doing today, what we're doing tomorrow night, tomorrow night will be shorter than tonight. I'd sure encourage you to come. I, we really want to equip you. We want to train you give you weapons of warfare, so uh, it, it will be it'll be shorter. We'll get right to the point tomorrow. We'll have less worship, and uh, you'll get out of here soon. So I ur urge you, if you can, to come. And then next week, it'll be Tuesday and Wednesday as well. And we're equipping you because we believe God is moving in on this city and on this state. He's spoken words to many of us about what he's going to do, 
And so we want you to be ready for it. So we want to equip you. Okay, as you are receiving prayer, what, uh, what helped? What, what helped that, that uh, Nate, you were receiving prayer? Anything that they said that, that, that really encouraged you? Uh huh. One of sometimes I, there's a number of reasons, but I can't speak. I have back problems sometimes. Other times it's like a spiritual warfare thing. Uh huh. Other times it's just my mind is just flying. Uh huh. Um, so it's like Jesus' mind. So they got on target. Yeah. They got they they hit the target. Good. And some one of you was being prayed for here. Who was being okay? Anything helped you? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I like that. I just felt spoken because sometimes I get afraid to even go in there to look. Like, they even go in there and they're not even mm. in there because the idea, mm. like, I feel like they're bad on me. They're not loving me. They're not loving me. Yeah. We are believing for you. We are believing. Those prayers are to a mighty God. And we are believing for answers. Because it says, call upon me, and I will answer. It's almost like Jesus. He's almost begging us. I know it's not begging, but he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and knock, and. So he's saying, go for it. He wants us to pray, not only for ourselves. Here's the wonderful thing. We are all needy. Anybody here that got it so much together, you don't need it in prayer? Anybody here? Raise your hand. If I, raise your hand. Go ahead. We are weak and needy people. We are broken. We are hurting. We have a lot of need for prayer, don't we? And, and so we are God's means for connecting people with God. God does not show up in their face and say, oh, it would scare people. So he, he has us because we're human beings. And so let me say something to you. The more human you are, the more divine you'll see God be. The more natural you are, the more yourself. You are who you are, and you don't want to get religious when you start praying. You don't want to get, have this different feeling or this different voice. Sometimes when people, when, when you hear a pe- preacher preach, he's got a different voice, a religious voice. And it's weird because the more natural we are, that's what God wants us to be. He's the supernatural one. And so we're just going to do what we can. And so the more you can just help people to experience God, you're like a midwife. You're not making it happen. You're not making the baby come. It's not coming because you're there. God's doing the work. But you're just going to help bring that through. It helps if you think of what this person is like that you're connecting these people with. Tell me what he's like. Nate talked about it last week. That was a wonderful message, Nate. That was really, really. Anybody hear that last night or last week? Wasn't that wonderful? There was a lot of impact on that message. I know it. I saw it impacting you. I saw it impacting a lot of people. What's your God like? Tell me what he's like. Huh? 
Are you convinced of that? Me too. I really, I'm personally convinced. And I don't mind telling other people about that. I don't mind saying, hey, God is really, really loving. Whatever you think, he's not angry. He's, he's not having a bad day. He's, he's not grouchy. He's loving. And so if I can represent that to people, you know, a lot of people in the world think that Christians are judgmental and harsh and bigoted. And so when I, I don't want to tell you what a guy, I was driving by Caribou out of, out of Walgreens, and their guy was walking like this. And so I pulled over, and I said, you look discouraged. Anything I can do for you? I don't want to tell you what he said to me. It wasn't even nice. If I was a fighting guy, I would have fought him. I would have, opened, I would have stopped and just gotten out of it. But I, that's, I'm not going to do that. But anybody, somebody would have if he would said that to them. Another guy, another guy would have knocked his lights out. It was offensive. I, was, I wanted to help him. God really cares for people. And he'd love to use you during the week. Prayer is not meant primarily for church. It's not meant primarily for Tuesday night. It's primarily meant for Wednesday morning and Wednesday afternoon. You can pray for people at work. Anybody ever prayed for somebody at work? Can you tell me about it? Uh, tell, me, tell me about it. Yeah. I uh, I heard about it and, and um, I asked if I could pray for her and she said yes and um, I prayed for her and, and she received it. Oh, hallelujah! Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Prayer at work. What a great idea. What a great concept. That's wonderful. Way to go, Dave. What if I ask you next Tuesday, if you're, if you're here, I'll ask you tomorrow, but if you're, if you're not here, next Tuesday I'm going to ask you, okay, I want to hear from people who prayed this last week. Make a commitment in your heart, would you? Would you make a commitment in your heart? I'm going to pray for some people this week. One or two. It can be at Caribou. Or Starbucks. Okay, here we go. We're all needy. God uses people to help. Prayer connects people to God. Simple prayers are best. Say that with me. Can you think of any prayers that you remember Jesus praying? That's how he prayed for healing. Be healed. When he wanted to calm a storm. Peace. You don't have to pray long prayers. You don't have to get religious prayers. You don't have to say a lot. In fact, often, I've heard Dave pray, and sometimes here's what he says, more. Hey, that isn't a prayer, isn't it? Or is it? It is a prayer. Heal. More of your love. Bring your peace. See, you may say one simple phrase. 
You don't have to conceive, construct, and script a prayer. Make it as simple as you want. Like, God, show your love. Think of some now. What, what are some real simple prayers that you could pray for somebody at work? Reveal yourself. Ooh, what a powerful prayer. Reveal yourself. That's two words, by the way. What else? Come, Holy Spirit. I feel that just by you, you saying that. I felt it. That's a powerful prayer. Name some more. Encourage them. Like, how would you do that? How do you, how would you? Have you ever done that with anybody? Speak to truth. Good. Wonderful. Pray peace. Thank you for your forgiveness. What are, you, what are we looking for when we are praying for people, like in prayer ministry? What are we looking for? Let me suggest a couple things. You are looking for negative emotions. You are looking for anger that has stuck them. You're looking for something whereby they're stuck because they're not forgiving their dad or their boss or their spouse or their sibling. That's so common. If you can find those areas, you're going to help them. And you can say things like, you're forgiven in Jesus. Or, please, God, forgive. Simple prayers are the best because it disarms them. They're expecting something longer. And if you have the chance, it would be good to Ask them a question. Are you willing to forgive? Is there anybody that you're not forgiving? See, you can talk to them. You can ask them questions as you pray. He asked a simple question. What was your question? What was his question? Can I pray for you? That's a pretty good question to ask. I, I ask people if I can pray for them, and they say, sure. Then I ask them a second question. What's the question? That's right. And that helps me to hear something about them. Well, pray that the Vikings win. Okay, I'm make it harder than that. Come on, make it. Dave, I'd like you to you to uh, to come up here and. Uh, I'm going to have him pray for somebody, and anybody that would like prayer, and I want him just to talk about how, how he's doing it as he, as he does it. So uh, anybody, is there anybody that would, okay, Steve, come on up. Yeah, just, we'll just stand. Okay. So, what, <coughs> you can look anywhere you want to. <laughs> well, um, what would you like prayer for? 
I say this out loud or something? Or I guess I'll say it out loud. Um, I do need more rest in my life, more peace. I want to stop worrying about things. I want to stop overlooking things and overanalyzing things. And I just want more and more prayer and being the real, sincere, honest Mary. Okay. Did everybody hear that? Pretty good. Okay, so those are um, general things that only he's going to know if um, there's any effect. And depending on how much time you have, like what, what Paul was talking about, you know, praying when you're filling up your, your uh, car. You know, you've only got a few seconds, maybe a half a minute or something like that, and you don't want to be burdensome to people. And so you just want to make it really quick. However, um, some people will want to take more time. And so if you sense that, if you see that, and you have the ability to give more time, then you want to take that. So um, tonight, Steve comes up, and I just want to kind of demonstrate how you can pray for somebody without embarrassing them. And that's oftentimes when people say no, they're afraid they're going to get embarrassed. They're looking around to see who's there. And so Paul mentioned we don't have to get religious. And so that's one of the things that we don't want to do. We don't want to be religious. And there are two things that make us look religious that we really don't need to do. One is, does this look religious? When I bow my head? (laughs) Yeah, when I bow my head and close my eyes. Those are the two things. So I usually keep my eyes open and I'm watching the person as I pray for them and um, you can do that in public very easily. And if possible to uh, ask if you can put your hand on their shoulder or oftentimes I'll just do a a handshake and uh, in fact I was getting some uh, financial uh, paperwork done last week and um, the guy was just telling me a little story about that he goes and he runs all the time. And so I said, well, you spend all that time running. What do you do? And he's like, oh, I just think about stuff. Here's an opportunity. So I asked him, I said, do you ever think about spiritual things? Now, is that a good question? Those are questions that you can ask. What I've found is when you throw a question out there, it's kind of like a, a bait to see if they respond. And if they ignore you, then you know they don't want to talk about it. (laughs) But if they respond, like he did, he said, yeah, I think about spiritual things all the time. I said, oh, that's really interesting. I said, let me ask you another question. In your experience with God, do you feel like you've ever gotten to know God personally, or are you still in the process? And he sat back, and he said, hmm. I'd like to say I know him personally, but I don't think I do. I guess I'm kind of in the process, but I think I'm getting closer. (laughs) So what what did I find out from that? This guy has a sensitive heart towards spiritual things. He's moving towards God, so that gives me an opportunity. So we were, you know, he's doing stuff, and I didn't want to interrupt him. And uh, at the end, I had to pay him some money. And so I, and during that time, he was telling me that he was looking for another job. 
And uh, so I stuck out my hand. And I said, thank you so much for all your help. And he shook my hand. I said, let me just give you a blessing real quick. And so I still have his hand. And he's looking right at me. And I'm smiling in his face. I've got my eyes wide open. And I say, Lord Jesus, I just ask you to show Tim your favor and find a good job that he will just absolutely love. Amen. And he goes, wow, thank you. Now, I'm going to see this guy a couple more times. So I am praying for an opportunity to actually share the gospel with him because I think he is ready to experience that. So um, I will kind of recap our time last time when I said, you know, we, you mentioned that you, were, you felt like you were getting closer to God. And um, I would like to just share with you how you can really make a, a solid connection with God. And I think he'll, and I'll ask permission, is that okay? And if he says yes, now I can share the gospel because I have his permission. And I'll do that in a just very simple way. So anyway, with Steve, we've got a little more time. So again, I'm going to keep my eyes open, and I want you to keep your eyes open. Try to make this a habit, because it's really helpful when you are watching what's going on. See, we're praying for effect. We want to see what is going on, if God is doing anything. And here's what you look for. You look for skin color. You look for um, respiratory, in other words, how they're breathing. You can tell a lot by just watching somebody. In fact, is anybody a communications major? Nope. Have you had a communications class? What percent of communication is nonverbal? 90? 70? I've heard 80. Anyway, all those are pretty high, aren't they? <laughs> 70, 80, 90 percent is nonverbal. So where does that come from? body language. So when we're praying for somebody, if we have our eyes closed and our head bowed, we're missing 70% of what's going on. So it's something that you have to train yourself to do. All right? So get in the habit and just learn how to do it. So I'm going to assume here, Steve, uh, that I have permission to put my hand on your shoulder. And I noticed you were going to hold your hands out. Yeah. Now, this is a, yes, this is a good posture. He said that he, he postures himself like this because he feels like he's getting a gift. And that is really helpful. Sometimes when you're praying for people, you coach them in how to receive. Many times, um, people aren't engaging with the Holy Spirit. It's our job to help them engage with the Holy Spirit. And again, if you have time um, to do that. So this isn't just a real quickie that we're doing. Uh, I'm taking some time here. So Steve, go ahead and um, do that. That's wonderful. See, what is his body language telling me? He's receptive. Yes, he is making himself vulnerable to a certain extent and being receptive. So now, 
in this kind of situation, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. That's a wonderful prayer that somebody mentioned. And, um, oh, was that you? No, someone out there. Yeah. To come and, see, the Holy Spirit is the one with the gifts, right? So he's got the gift of healing. He's got all these things that he wants to give. And, oh, by the way, is there anything you can do to earn a gift? No. If you can earn it, then it's a wage, a salary, or a payment. It's not a gift. And God only gets, gives gifts. You can't earn it. That make sense? So when you're praying, don't pray, Lord, Steve is such a good guy, and um, he really deserves to be healed. Does anybody deserve to be healed? No. It's just like, who deserves to be saved? Nobody deserves it. It's a grace that God gives. That's what he gives in salvation. It's the same thing for healing. It's a gift. And all we can do is receive it. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come right now. Now, Steve, you can close your eyes and just relax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I just want you to relax right now. Everybody else, keep your eyes open and watch, okay? So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to come right now and bring gifts of healing and wholeness for Steve. Now, I'm praying in tongues under my breath right now. So I don't do that out loud because it freaks people out. But in 1 Corinthians 14, it says that um, when somebody um, speaks in a tongue, they're not speaking to men, but to God. See, it's a prayer language. Now, there's other aspects of that, but that's how I'm using it right now. So as I'm praying in tongues, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what's going on here? Is there anything that I need to know from a supernatural perspective? I just interviewed him a few minutes ago, and he said, when I said, what would you like, or what, what can we pray for you for? And he shared um, peace, sleep, rest. Um, it made me think of that his, uh, kind of like what Nate said, your mind starts working. Maybe there's some anxiety, those kind of things. So I'm, I'm taking that information in, but I'm also asking God, is there anything else that I need to know? So uh, oftentimes I'll say, I'm just going to wait on the Lord to see if he shares anything. So that way, um, oftentimes people think, well, they're not praying. What are you doing? You're just standing there. <laughs> and I'm praying in tongues and just being quiet, so I'll tell the person, I'm just going to wait on the Lord and see if he shows me anything. So at least you're telling them what's going on so they don't get um, <laughs> impatient with you. Okay, Steve, relax. In fact, take a big, deep breath. And just let it out. There you go. Lord, I just ask your peace that surpasses all comprehension to come right now. 
and you can also interact with the person. Steve, what are you feeling right now? Okay, so he just said his heart's racing for some reason. So heart, slow down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heart, relax. Okay. Now, I know it seems kind of weird to talk to stuff like I just talked to his heart. Instead of talking to Steve, I'm talking to his heart. Did you notice that? I'm treating his organs as if they can hear me. And I know that sounds really weird, but when you read through the New Testament and the book of Acts, you see Jesus and the disciples speaking to things. When Jesus was out on the storm and he calmed the storm, who was he talking to? The storm. Peace. Be still. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, who was he talking to? Lazarus, come forth. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but what I've found is that it works. And so to speak to the issue, oftentimes when people are experiencing pain, um, last week, uh, I was talking to a gal, this was after church, and um, she was walking kind of funny. I said, what's, what's wrong with your, uh, I just noticed you're kind of walking weird. And this is somebody that I know, it says, oh, my knee, I think I'm going to have to have an operation or something. I said, oh, well, let's pray for it. So I had her sit down, and we just prayed, and I spoke to the patella. I spoke to the ligaments, to the muscles, to the nerves, the um, fluids, that are supposed to be in, in the uh, knee joint and just kept talking to them. And I said, what are you feeling? She's like, they, my knee is really warm. And see, that's a good thing. That's a sign that the Holy Spirit is working. I've prayed for knee. One time I was praying for a little old lady who had a cane, and um, I had her put her leg up on a, t on a chair so her legs just laying straight, and I just put my hand on her knee, and my wife was, uh, put her hand on there too, and all at once she said, what are you doing? And we said, nothing. Why? She's like, I feel stuff moving around in my knee. I said, oh, that must be the Holy Spirit, because we're not doing anything. And within about a minute, we had her stand up, and she was walking around without her cane. God rearranged the bones or something. Sometimes you can actually hear them popping and doing all kinds of stuff. And the people will actually be fearful, and you have to say, that's just the Lord doing his thing. So just relax and let him do it. Now, I'm just soaking Steve right now with peace. So I feel energy going through my body. And so, can you kind of feel that, yeah, Steve? Absolutely. What? How, how does it? How, yeah. How does it feel? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what, okay. Um, oftentimes, you will feel. Do you remember when the lady with the issue of blood came up and touched Jesus? And Jesus said, 
who touched me? And he said, I felt power flowing out of me. There are times when you can feel power flowing out of you. And when you feel that, keep your hands on them. <laughs> Now, it doesn't happen every time when I pray for people, but it does sometimes. And so that's just a clue that I know that something's going on, and I want to just continue in that. And that may be, um, like Steve says that he can feel that, and so I may pray a prayer like this. More power, Lord, because he's feeling his power, but I'm going to ask the Lord to send more power. So now I'm talking to God. You'll notice that as I'm talking, sometimes I'm talking to God like I invited the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. I asked him to bring his peace that surpasses all comprehension. Does that remind you of a Bible verse? So when you can pray verses right out of the Bible, that is really a powerful word. Another prayer that you can pray when they're acknowledging that they're feeling something is to just bless what God's doing. Lord, we bless what you're doing right now in Steve. Now, as I'm praying in tongues, I keep getting the word anxiety. So I'm going to ask, Steve, do you tend to feel a lot of anxiety? Okay. So he says that he's had several anxiety attacks. So um, now I'm going to pray against anxiety. And what I'm going to do is speak right to anxiety, and I'm going to use the authority that God has given every one of us to um, cancel out anxiety. Now keep your eyes open. Watch what's going on. Anxiety, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to stop your harassment. Leave Steve alone. I rebuke your presence here. And if there is any assignment from the enemy, I cancel that assignment right now by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Steve, when I was praying that, did you feel anything going on? Okay. Did you hear that? So I asked him if he was feeling anything when I was praying that, and he said, no, not really. Um, but he's been thinking about the times when he had the anxiety attacks. So um, I spoke to anxiety and didn't see much of a response. In fact, my assessment is that anxiety is even attacking him right now in his mind. 
So now what I'm going to do is get a little more stern. And I'm going to ask Steve to open his eyes and to look at me. And I'm going to tell Steve that I'm going to be looking into your eyes. And I'm not going to be talking to you, but I'm going to be speaking to anxiety. Okay? Jesus said the um, window to the soul is the eyes. And a lot of times you can get way more attention and a lot more effectiveness by just looking into the eyes and speaking. And I try to do it in a soft voice, stern, but soft. You don't have to yell and scream. See, um, if now this may be a spirit. I don't know that for sure. It could be a stronghold. But here's what I know. Loudness has no effect if it's a demon or a, a, some kind of stronghold. Um, the louder you are has no effect. You can whisper, and it's all about authority. If, if you have authority, you'll see that happen. If you don't have authority, yelling and screaming isn't going to give you more authority. Okay? So you can be nice and polite to people and yet stern to anything that is tormenting him. So I see um, a demon or a stronghold, something that a demon does, like a lie that somebody believes. It's not a spirit there, but um, some belief that is giving the enemy an opportunity to harass or to torment. So I see this as harassment or torment, and we're not going to put up with it. So um, here's the other thing, too. God has given us authority over evil spirits, but not over human wills. So if Steve isn't in a cooperative mood with me, we're not going to see a lot get done because I can't overcome his will. He has to submit to God in the same way that I'm praying and asking for his power to come. Okay? Again, take a big deep breath, just relax. Okay. Okay, very good. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, anxiety, I command you to stop your work right now. You are being canceled out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Stop it. And Holy Spirit of truth, I ask you to come and bring truth and peace. Steve, were you feeling anything when I was doing that, when I was praying that? I didn't really feel, feel anything, but I did see like, um, I was about to see like something come out of me. Okay. But then Okay. Did you hear that? So he, he felt like something was going to come out of him, and then it kind of came out and went over his head, kind of like a helmet. Now, see, this is very helpful because as I'm praying, I'm asking him for feedback. So with that feedback, now I'm going to pray a different prayer. So can I put my hands on your head? Is that Okay. Anxiety, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be gone. Be gone. 
You cannot stay here and torment Steve any longer. You release him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. What are you feeling, Steve? I get the words, may the Lord rebuke you. Okay. He said that he just got the words, may the Lord rebuke you. But not like you, but like. Yeah. Like you're speaking to it. Okay. In fact, here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to anxiety just like I did. And you tell anxiety to go. Okay. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. get out. You don't belong in my heart. You don't belong in my mind. You were put there. You need to be taken out. Get out in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you feel anything? Okay. If um, Steve may have to continue to do that. What he is doing is rejecting anxiety. See, when we just allow, if we get attacked by anxiety and we just kind of put up with it and we don't proactively reject it, then it will, it's like we're giving permission without giving permission. We're just not resisting. We're just not um, dealing with it. And so um, to speak that out can be very, very helpful. And when you feel that anxiety come on, see, I believe that the enemy, see, he, what the enemy will try to do is get us to think that that's us. Well, I'm just an anxious person. You know, my mom was anxious. My dad was anxious. It runs in our family tree. See, now you've received it. Now you've accepted it as being normal. But that's not your identity. You are somebody totally different. Your citizenship is in heaven. You are seated at the right hand of Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians 2.6. You have been raised up and seated with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Ephesians 1.3. The problem is you, those blessings are in the heavenlies. So what do we need to do? We need to pray them down and apply them to our life. And to be persistent at that. So, Lord, I just ask you to bring your blessing. Steve, can you turn around this way? Okay. <laughs> just so people can see a little better. I just ask you to bring your blessing here, Lord. And I just thank you for what you're doing in Steve. Now, some of you that are a little closer... Steve, just continue to receive. You're, you're engaging with the spirit. If you can see his eyelids, do you see him fluttering just very slightly? Can you feel that? That's part of the autonomic system that you can't control. And what we have noticed is when that happens, there's an engagement with the Holy Spirit. And so he's receiving power ever so small right now from the Spirit of God. And that power is there for healing, for refreshing, um, all those different aspects, getting to know God in a deeper way. 
So, Lord, we bless all that you're doing here in Steve's life right now. Lord, flood his body with your peace. Body, receive the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things that um, you can notice is just his breathing and how he is um, breathing, whether that's slow or fast. Sometimes you can tell heart rate and those kind of things. Steve, what are you feeling? Beautiful. He was getting a lot of positive affirmations from the Lord, that he's a warrior, um, just positive affirmations. See, I think that was the Lord putting those things in his mind to make him stronger. Well, Lord, thank you for working in Steve's life. And we just ask you to continue to do that. Thanks, Lord. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. We're going to make it shorter tomorrow night. We're not going to have, we're going to have maybe one or two songs. We're going to go from 7.30 to 8.30. If you can all make it. This is a clinic. It's a prayer clinic. And it would be very helpful to equip you. So I'm hoping that a good number of you are able to come back tomorrow. And I'd like us to, to uh, in these next, tomorrow and then uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday, to teach on how to how to pray for healing, how to pray deliverance for people, and uh, a couple other areas, how to pray for the Holy Spirit. So we want to equip you. Tonight, I want you to pray for the person. Uh, you talk to them and see what the need is. It may be healing. Anybody here feeling pain right now? Anybody have any, any pain in your body? That, you, you might find out what, what's going on in them and pray together. <clears throat> two ways to really help you learn how to pray. Giving it and receiving it. When I receive prayer, I know what helps and I know what doesn't. People have done things with me that haven't been helpful, and I remember that, and people have done things that have been helpful, and I remember that as well. So the more you receive prayer, the better you'll, you'll be in praying.
And the more you, the more you pray, obviously. The more you swing a bat, the better you're going to be at hitting. So 